get this off my chest Turn the news off, cause I swear this world a mess But can we talk about it? Yup, yup, it's only right if we talk about it Yup, yup, I guess we here to change fate They sugarcoat while it's worse, you straight I'm talking about that young nigga, that snake No CNN, now this ain't first take It's just the real shit that y'all love to hate But we here now, so sit back and relax Because it's real now Just be back with some facts and keep it real now Yup, cause he here now Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome back to What Is Your Perspective Podcast. It's your boy Nathaniel Lewis Harris the first. And here I have with me is the young Twan Bob. And I don't know why we started calling him that or they've been calling him that forever. But ironically, ironically, uh, we're gonna be talking about women today. And this is my sister's boyfriend for all of you out there who are listening. So this should get interesting, you know. I get to little pick his little brain a little bit to see what the hell he really thinking about my sister. Say what's up to the people, Tom. What's up, man? What's going on? It's an honor to be on this podcast, you know. Just chop it up, you know, and uh, talk about what be on my mind on a daily basis. You know, honor to be on this podcast. We probably get an average listen of like three people. My mom, my dad, and uh, actually you listen to it. Shit. But anyways... We're going to uh, dive into a little bit about, I know some of you did listen to my Kim Kardashian podcast and all the uh, stuff I thought about how she's showing her body and showing her things and what image she's really putting out to the world. So Twan wanted to come on here and talk a little bit about women and, and a lot of things that are going on that's transpiring in our world that women showing all this social media stuff and just acting in, in, in inspiration of these celebrities and just I don't know if that is the right way to look at these things. But first off, I got to give the love and the shout out to Twan because he did. He is a fan of the Eagles and they did win the Super Bowl. How you feeling about that, brother? Yeah, it was a great feeling. You know, like going through this season, it had mostly ups, a few downs, like. I always believed in the team. I got a little discouraged when Carson Wentz went down. Bro, I got it. I can't even lie, bro. Like, not even to cut you off like that, but I had to keep my fucking words. Bro, I've been on your head all year. Even when before Carson Wentz, they not went in the Super Bowl. So I don't care about nothing that got going on. And I kept telling y'all, I kept telling y'all, I'm like, it's still for real. Like, dudes forget that Foles was like, he had a season where he threw seven touchdowns in one game. And he, and he was like, 27 touchdowns, two interceptions. I mean, like, that's a great season. And, you know, and there's film for Doug Peterson. Oh, for the Chip Kelly era. Yeah, so there's film. He did go ham. He did. There's film for Doug Peterson to know what works for Nick Foles, to have him comfortable in the pocket and things like that. And you could tell he kind of was filling him out the first few games, and then he let him loose finally towards, the you know, in the playoffs especially. So let me ask you this, though. Did Nick Foles win that Super Bowl, or did Doug Peterson win that Super Bowl? Hold on, before let me, let me ask you a second question as well. Carson Wentz was on his way to MVP. Was that Carson Wentz MVP, or was that Doug Peterson? In this whole time, Carson Wentz is. Yeah, I'm not gonna say he's not a great quarterback. He's. I played against the Nick. You know what I'm saying? But is Carson Wentz not as good as he's perceiving? Because remember Dak Prescott too. Is he not as good as he's being perceived because Foles did the same shit? And is Doug Peterson's MVP and all that? Or what is it? I think Doug Peterson was just blessed with two <laughs> really good okay. quarterbacks. A mixture of both? Because Carson Wentz, 
when when you see him out there, you see how he's he was able to become a leader and everybody was able to follow him and buy into what he believes and trust in him to be the guy to lead them to the Super Bowl. And he did that in a very short amount of time, just his second year in the second league. Second year there. And the Eagles managed to have one of the better records in the league throughout the whole season. Finished 13-3. and three, And mainly in part, to, in my opinion, of Carson Wentz. He made great plays. He makes really, really great plays with his feet as well as his arm. Look, like I said. He's a dual threat. I played the man twice. Three times. Played Carson Wentz three times in my career, bro. And the first time I played him, that was, that was after, like, that was his first year starting. At North Dakota State. So they already won three years in a row at this time. So this is our first year ever playing them. So we've seen this team winning all these championships. We know we Montana. We know we one of the top dogs in the nation no matter what. Just just by our name alone. So like we can compete with anybody. I don't know how good we actually were while I was there, but we could compete with anybody at any given time. You know what I'm saying? So North Dakota State, we go to their spot. We play him, uh, and this is Carson Wentz's first year starting. This is like game three, okay? Three years already in. So we thinking, like, okay, we might really get this dude. You feel me? Like, we might beat because they just lost their quarterback of three years, Brock Jensen, who went to the league. So I'm like, okay, we can uh, we probably can get these dudes. Go out there. We lost to him 21, like 14. Carson really wasn't crazy, like, big, right? The rest of the season, he goes ham. Hamington. Okay, so then the next year after that, that was his senior year, my senior year. Okay, we both were in the same class. Um, and this is when he goes ham his junior year after he played us. So then now he gets all the hype. Oh, he might be number one, number two. He's getting this hype before his senior year. Okay, right, right. but he still had to play that senior year to solidify it. Right. Okay, because North Dakota State was on the map. So, like, him playing good, all the NFL scouts were seeing that. So, okay, you can go number one, but you are FCS, so you got to kill this year. Man, that senior year, bro, we played them, bro. Craziest game to this day. Okay, to this day. I'm talking about Carson Wentz, bro. One of our strongest dudes on the team. He dropped back in the pocket. He gets to him, jumps on his back. Carson Wentz is down, just stands up, bro. Boom. Throws a deep, deep out to the field. He's throwing deep outs on me to the field, bro. That's crazy. Like, just throwing crazy shit, bro. Like, that nigga. and, And we ended up beating him. You know, we ended up did beating him on some last second stuff, uh, some actually dumb stuff on Carson Wentz's part. He, uh, they they had us beat, and then we uh, it was like two minutes left. We had three timeouts. They had us beat, and they we stopped the two drives. We used both our timeouts, and on third down it was like third and eight. Instead of running the ball and just punting it away and then making us drive, they go for it, and they throw the, and they throw the ball so it stops the clock. We get to keep a timeout. Okay, so now we got like a minute, a minute and a half to go down the field and score. We dice down the field and score. Carson Wentz on the sideline. He got to take the L. You know what I'm saying? If he would have just been smarter and kept the ball, and I don't know the coaching play call, or whatever. But anyways, I'm saying all that to say the man is the truth. Like, and he's addicted to winning. Um, he came from a program that was addicted to winning, and he, I know he wasn't the quarterback in the Super Bowl, but it was just it was amazing to me to see him lead that team. So fast because he was so destined to winning in college, like they never lost. Exactly, and I just you know I I'm not even gonna lie, like I was like my 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 main thing going into the playoffs. Obviously, we were gonna go into playoffs. I'm glad we got the the first round by, and we got home field advantage that helped big time because we get silly at the link. But like it was like um 
you know, I was like, we'll beat the Falcons. You know, we'll beat the Falcons. Our defense will be able to stop the Falcons. And we'll be able to generate a, enough points to beat yeah. them. We don't need to score Fair a lot. Out, we just yeah. got to stop them. I'm like, the Vikings, though, they different. They was animals this year. They had the number one defense. They different. So <laughs> it was different. So I'm thinking, like, all right, I don't know how foes going to go up against their defense. They got some hogs on the line. They got some hogs in the secondary. And they got a dog at linebacker. So I'm like, ah, I don't know. I'm, you know, I was iffy about that game. But then Doug Peterson let let boy let the boy play. Mm-hmm. He let Foles play. Foles is out there throwing dimes. Mm-hmm. Making some of these receivers get put on the map. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and you know, I mean, the guys that we got surprised me because just coming off of last year and how Sloppy they was, and then you're not sure about Alshon. Torrey Smith is, like, very whatever. Kind of like a has-been, low-key. Mm-hmm. But, man, we made it work. And then we got Zach Ertz. He, like, top three tight ends right now, low-key, besides Kelsey. And He's always Kyle. been. But Zach Ertz just never was healthy. But now he had a full season where he was low-key healthy besides, like, a couple games. And he got the show, like. Yeah, I'm cold. Show. Yeah. I'm cold. Yeah. Game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. And the crazy thing was – we chilling, watching the Super Bowl, and I got Patriots fans and <laughs> oh girl, what's on you? <laughs> yelling and yelling and yelling. I'm keeping my cool. She willing to bet whatever. Bet me a dollar. Bet me money. I'm like, I'm cool. I got Wait, hold on. Let me cut you out because I gotta tell them this story because this is a funny story. So, little Shotty at the at the uh, Super Bowl party, right? I don't even know who this girl is, but she was very um, to not sound rude and disrespectful. She was very strong. Like she's one of those 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 women who was in this, the Twan's face talking shit, and I'm talking about talking shit, like not like oh no, like oh yeah, we're gonna beat you, like nah, she's at his throat. So she's asking him to bet. So like when the Patriots took the lead late, when it was like all right, it's over, like Tom Brady got the lead late in the fourth, it's over with. She's in his face, like bet me a hundred dollars, bet me five hundred dollars, we win this game. Like Twan just kind of like get out my face. She is on her knees in front of him, like. Like in his grill, so you know us, all the homies around, all this neck. <laughs> Trying to put pressure on me, like, bro, you really gonna just let her dishes? I'm like, man, I'm not worried about no fan of the opposing team, like. People don't understand. I've been waiting 13 years for this moment. I don't need her trying to ruin it. I got enough money in the game. If I lose, I don't need to be losing no more. I need to. So I'm like, I'm all that is going in my head. Plus, I just want to focus on the game. Yeah. You never know what the rest gonna pull. It's Tom Brady. It's the Super Bowl. It's a close game. I'm like, I'm focused on this. <laughs> I saved her money because I could have took everything she got. <laughs> she was a better. She was about to bet her car. <laughs> she was willing to bet with it. I go to that talking bad. I'm like, look, get out my face. I'm here. <laughs> I had the last laugh, so that's why I wasn't even tripping. I'm like, we gonna get this done, and I'll be the screen. And she heard me at the end of the game. She wasn't saying nothing after that, trying to congratulate me. Nah, <laughs> shut up. She's like, you can tell me to shut up. Just let me. Nah, shut up. Okay, shut up. But all in all, man, it, it's a great feeling. Not even on the extra stuff, but like. You know, your team, I, I got bragging rights. People can't tell me nothing. We got a ring. For a long time, we was a decent team, but we never won the Super Bowl. Now we got one, and it low-key looks like we can come back and win another one. We got something going right now, so I don't know. No, y'all definitely got something going. It was crazy is uh, the should did. Like, it's crazy how people don't understand how much a coach can influence things. When the players buy into what a coach is telling them, 
and what what he believes in and what he's trying to push, like it elevates everybody play. You know what I'm saying? So that's why you're talking about like not only Nick Foles out there, but like people always point out one dude, you know. And Nick Foles said it best when he got his MVP. Like this is a team effort. Like Nick Foles ain't Nick Foles. It was Doug Peterson. We lost our top alignment basically. You know what I'm saying? Somebody just steps up. You know, next person step in, they thinking we not gonna be able to throw the ball because the dude gonna. But I'm saying, like, all the shine is on Foles right now. Like, Foles got all the shine. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You know what I'm saying? But and he deserves it. He, no, he deserves everything. And I'm I, and that's the only reason I was really – because, you know, I'm a Patriot, dog. Like, I'm not a fan of the Patriots, but I respect what they got going on. I met them in, like, 2001, 2002 when they played Carolina in the Super Bowl. When Janet Jackson got her, her titty ripped out. I was I met Tom Brady, had a football signed by Willie McGinnis, all of them. So, like, I always got a soft spark because I was there when they started that shit, that dynasty, and they still at it. So, like, I respect that. But I had that for Foles because it was like, look, I know what happened. You went to Chip Kelly and then um, uh, the Rams, Jeff, Jeff Fisher, then ruined you, you know. And I know how easy it is to get ruined in these as these football careers. Like, you just get under the, the rug and it's over. So I wanted him to win because now he's about to get paid. You know what I'm saying? He's walked out, changed his life forever. He's in history books forever, you know. Man, God bless you. That's a beautiful story. But like he said when he received his MVP, this isn't me. I'm just the one who was that quarterback who has a spotlight on it. Because if they don't run that route perfectly, if they don't block perfectly, if, if, Peter, uh, if, if Doug don't call the right calls at the right time, none of this shit matters. And I'm nothing, you know what I'm saying? I'm back. And, and then if Carson never gets hurt, it's Carson in this position. You know what I'm saying? And we always look at the one dude, but that coach, man, they blessed with that coach, man. He put his, he did what he had to do. I will say this. Nick Foles is the one that caught that, that play. No, I know. I know, and that's the player. Special. But what I'm saying, but that also is another that's a test to the coach to be able to, to be, be to trust him though. To be able to trust your player and say, because bro, coaches. Don't win football games. Coaches lose football games. Players win football games, okay? You can call the right play at the right time and all that, but they still got to go out there and execute and catch the ball and run it and not trip over their feet and catch the snap and throw the ball. Like, they still got to execute that thing. So when a player's on that field and they're seeing something from a certain perspective, because a lot of coaches are predictive. Like, they have scripts. So it's like, okay, if it's third and five, I'm running this, these ten plays right here. You know what I'm saying? If it's, or if it's fourth and eight, I'm running these set of plays. Right. But uh, the players, I can see that this linebacker isn't looking at me. I know he's about to blitz, so I can hit him on the slant real quick. He can't really see that all the time. You know, I maybe mean, the coach is in the booth or whatnot, but so I mean that's they on their way. They on the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm hyped, man. It's a great feeling. I just need to collect my money. And <laughs> my little seven hundred. Now I feel great. So. That's all that's left now. Whatever. So I did this podcast on Kim Kardashian, right? And uh, I've always, <clears throat> I, I love Kim Kardashian. I love her. I love my baby Kim. I love Kardashian. I love everything that they got going on. I respect because whatever you got to do, I'm the same dude that believes in if you if you want to go elope in Vegas tomorrow and go do it. If you want to move to New York and be a stripper, to, if that's what you want to do. Hey, who am I to talk about what you got to do? But. I also talked about how it influences women and how, like, they got to understand how much power that they got. Beyonce, too. All of her celebrities, everyone who has eyes, the media, all that, that shit is powerful. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't know. 
if it's my place, your place, or whoever place it is to say, y'all shouldn't be looking at Kim or you shouldn't be looking at that. But like, even how you were saying, like, we got to bring it back to a positive note. I don't, I want women to understand that, like, there are men out there that understand that isn't the standard. You know what I'm saying? They're like, <clears throat> you don't need to look like Kim Kardashian to feel adequate enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't, like, just because she posts this picture and we all go berserk don't mean that that's what we want and that you're not adequate. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and and, I, I, and even, like, men, because men, men are, like, the most competitive species out there. Like, we, we can, we, we're competitive regardless if it's active, but, like, we see another man and we feel inferior to that nigga. Like, we feel some type of way. No doubt. You know what I'm saying? Women are the same way. But it's more so of like if that woman looks better than me, they feel like shit. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it's our place to say what they should be looking at, what they shouldn't be looking at, what they should be doing. But I don't know. You you wanted to talk about how you think that they they don't need to be portraying themselves certain ways on Instagram. I mean, honestly, you know, like. I feel like it's a you know it's a free country how you know how a lot of people say stuff like that or whatever but like just I'm just saying like you entitled to do whatever you want like as a a person a woman a male whatever you can do whatever you want but I just feel like girls a lot of the times they feel disrespected or they feel like oh like ill like you know they try to dog or bash people that be trying to get at them but it's like I mean what you put out is what you're gonna attract. So it's like you putting out, you know, you putting out clothes, you know, nudes or whatever, you know, you and your, these little clothes all the time, trying to have your butt out, whatever, whatever, you know, nipples out, whatever you girls like to do or whatever these days, you know, if you doing stuff like that, how can you expect for somebody to be like, oh, how you doing, beautiful? Like, let me take you out to eat. Yeah. No, the nigga's going to be like. What's up? Like, <laughs> trying to fuck? Like, it's just common sense. Like, it's well, just okay, it let me stop you. How do you personally feel about, let's just get on that topic real quick. The whole free the nipple fab, like that whole popularity and trend that's been going on. Like, how do you feel about that? I mean, I mean, free the nipple, cool. I'm a titty man. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I used to be at least. So like, you know, I'm cool with it, but it's like, Nah, I mean, it's whatever. No, I'm dead. No, I'm dead because I am too. And even like, I did a podcast on free the nipple and I felt the same way where I was like, look, I like looking at it. I'm not tripping. Do not get me wrong. But it's like, again, like you were just saying, it's about the energy that you're putting out. I'm all about energy. You are going to get the energy that you put out to the world. That shit is going to come back to you. You feel me? And that's why I be trying to look. I'm about to put this positive shit out here because all I want is positivity to come back. I hate negative shit. So if you're putting out to the world your nipples, like, bro, I'm at the, I'm at Jamal's game. And this high school is walking by with white t-shirts and their nipples out, bro. It's crazy, man. It's like... It's it's crazy to me how young the girls are like maturing and like developing and and you know getting to that next stage because you know like for a certain period of time most girls kind of like wear the same things they don't start revealing more body parts or or such until like they get out the house because then that's when they feel like 
They're a little more grown. They're a little more free. They probably living in their dorm. And they got to compete with. They got with. their own little apartment. So they ain't got to hear from their parents before they go out, whatever they wear. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, the parents just don't even be caring. Little girls be dressing they like... Don't. <laughs> little girls be dressing like they grown. They be like 15, 16. Well, still to this day, when Ashley walk around this damn house with her stomach out, I'm just like, what, what are you wearing? It's just, I don't know. But but it, it's amazing to see how young the little girls are. Even, even not even like... Because then I'm thinking like, well, shoot, I used to leave a house... You know, I remember when I was young, I would want to come to school baggy clothes or maybe wear a do-rag, like, you know, when I'm in junior high and shit, just just being ignorant, being stupid, little kid, you know. And I knew my parents wasn't going to let me, so I'd hide it and put it on. So I'm thinking, like, well, maybe these girls are showing up to their homegirls' houses and like that. No, because they're showing the pictures on Instagram. They're on Instagram in their bikinis and, and, and showing all this stuff. And it's like, I know your parents got to see it. My pops just follow me on Instagram today. Like, you know, everybody on Instagram now. So I know your parents are seeing this. So, like, what are y'all saying? Like, that don't add up to me. Yeah, it'd be wild, man. They, it's crazy, but it's just, that's what it is nowadays. You know, like, everybody is always trying to live up to some certain standard that is put out there. It's like cryptocurrency. It's all hype. You know, like, <laughs> it ain't no stability behind the trends and everything that be coming out. It just be hype. And then everybody fall for it, and I fall victim to certain things, too. No, we all do. We all do. You know, yeah, most definitely. So it's like, I mean, we all, like you said, we all fall victim to it, but I'm just saying, like, it's just so much out there, and everybody just be latching on to it. Boom, well, boom, well, boom, boom. Well, what really bothers me, well, because, like, well, for one, before I get there, because I want to talk about, like, what really bothers me is not even that they're, so, they're showing their bodies or they think it's okay to show their nipples and all that. Like, that doesn't bother me because, cool. You know what I'm saying? Because my like my dad always tells me, bro, like we had like I just was saying earlier, we had this conversation where a lot of these times these women aren't doing it for us. Like I said, they're doing it for competition. They're not doing it to be a slut or provocative or try to show their body parts. It's like, oh, I want to be sexy or I'm asking for it. Like that's not what they're doing. They're doing it for their own self-esteem, their own self-worth. They want to feel sexy. When they have a shirt, when their stomach is showing after they've been grinding at the gym. They, you know what I'm saying, they feel that way. And that's cool with me. I'm so fine with that. Girl, if you feel that way, empower yourself, go ahead. Because, again, I like looking at it. I'm not tripping myself, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so when you're walking down the street, I'm not, I don't turn and see a girl if her nipples are out like, oh, she's a slut. Or I don't turn and see someone um, showing their body or, or dressing provocative or she a hoe. Like, that's not my thought process when I see you. I'm looking like, ooh, you look good, you know what I'm saying? But this is what bothers me. You got all these pictures on Instagram, dressing provocative, but out. You're wearing your bikini. You're not a bikini, but a bikini with your booties out. You feel me? The G-strings. You feel me? Like, every picture is your face turning around with your butt got to be. Like, you know what I'm saying? That. You're putting that out to the world. Okay? But then, you'll post a meme and say that there's no good men out there. Yeah, something like along those lines. Exactly. And it's like... I mean, come on, bro. Like, <laughs> you feel me? If you want to be realistic, it's like, like, yes, you're right. There's no good men out there. You down there naked on Instagram? You think, like, okay, so when we hang out, now you want to put on clothes? Like, nah, keep that same energy. Keep that same energy. You know what, I mean? you know what I'm saying? Or then, then, or then you'll post a meme. Everybody in my DM just trying. All men just trying to have sex, or all men just want to do this, or all men just you know, men are this. Do you think a man who's looking for, you know, let's just say a lawyer type nigga? You know what I'm saying? Or let's just say like a, a politician. Like a professional. You know, just an everyday professional. You know what I'm saying? Person. You think that he's scrolling on Instagram and half of his feed may be um, real estate stuff. It may be business stuff. It may be 
professional type stuff, and then he sees you, you think he's going to slide into your DMs and say, hey, I would like to take you on a date because I would like to get to know you better, and I would like to um, uh, start a family with you. You think that's going to happen when you have all every single picture is provocative? Nah, I mean, like, you know, like, in my opinion... The ones, the ones who, you know, put themselves out there, you never know what they got going on or whatever, whatever their means are, whatever. But I'm just saying, like, they're putting that out there. So, you know, a guy is going to hit you, in my opinion. Like, that's how I would. I mean, if I see a girl like that, I'm going to hit her. Like, what's up? Let's kick it. I'm not going to be like, oh, let me take you out. Yeah. I'll be like, what's up? Yeah. Let's kick it. And that's going to be something that's going to be temporary because I don't see nothing going further than anything, you know, than just physical mm. type things. I, I don't see anything going from that because yeah. I just I'm like, this this is not something that I wanna bring home to my parents. Yeah, you know, exactly. is, you're not the one. Exactly. And, I, and, I need that over there. Exactly. And I even wanted to do because I feel like everyone's different. And I, and this is how I kinda wanna tie it. Cause I wanted to do a podcast with a with a bunch of different women and ask them and have them express their opinions and, and their perspective on how they like to be hit on, okay? And because every woman is different, every woman likes to be hit on. And so the way I like to hit on women is like, I, I like to like kind of like check them out a little bit, watch how they move, watch how they kind of see. And then some women like to be really, really like come straight at their throats. Like, look, I want you. You know what I'm saying? Some women they're they're not they don't like to be hit on in public where they're getting the attention. Like every woman is different. You feel me? So even when it comes to like the way I look at women, so it's like I don't look at you and say, okay, you're showing your body, so you're asking for sex, so I'm gonna hit you up for that. I'm just looking at how am I supposed to get at her to, to get at her the best way, the way that she's gonna be able to comprehend and adapt to the way I'm trying to holler at her. You feel me? Just like if I see a woman and she's dressed in all real estate and she got business clothes on and, and she just graduated and she's always at school, I'm going to come at her with some proper shit because I think that's what she's going to think that she's going to like. You feel like this? <laughs> she holds herself to a higher regard. Exactly. You got to come correct or you feel like you're going to get shot down. So you just, all that stuff goes into consideration when you're thinking about women. Me, the difference between me and you is like, I, I usually kind of like to to pursue a girl if I know that they if I know like I can get them Cause yeah not, well me too same with me I'm not a fan of rejection no so it's like <laughs> I need to kind of be you know 75 to 100% sure that she gonna say yeah if, if I'm not if, if I get to at least like 75% then I'm cool yeah. I'm very no definitely confident that's <laughs> But it's no, like, you know. That's definitely how I am too, bro. And, and I'm definitely, I hate rejection too. And that's why I like to maneuver in a way. Like, I'm going to give you a perfect example. And I'm going to talk about Caroline on the podcast, bro. Caroline, bro, I met her at the gym. Okay. I met her at the gym. And it's funny because I saw her at the gym and we ran, walked past each other probably 75 times before I actually talked to her. Okay. I watched the way she moved. She would come and she would leave. We'd be leave low key at the same time. And I realized she was very quiet. She didn't want the attention at the gym. Like, I see some women at the gym want the attention. Some women are at the gym. They come fitted. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Fitty, fitted, makeup on, smelling good. And you know what I'm saying? So I know that you're trying to attract me to want to holler at you. You feel me? Yeah. Or, or the way you're lifting. Like, like we, men, we understand that. We see that. Right. You feel me? Caroline, she got this big jacket on. She kind of hiding. You feel me? Like, she's not, she's trying to, she's in there, out there. She's always looking down on her phone. She's not looking up around. 
You know what I'm saying? So I peeped that out of her. You feel me? So then one time I was in the sauna and it was just like we were right there. And so, boom. You know what I'm saying? I introduced myself. But, but again, back to I'm telling y'all out there who are listening, it's like, do you see how I, I saw the two different types of women? It's not that you can't dress that way because I have a lot of friends who are at the gym dressed like that. Like, I'm cool with Like, mm-hmm. I was cool. Like, I have no disrespect for you or not. But again, you're putting out an energy of like, oh, I want to be hit on at the gym. So then when you are hit on at the gym, don't feel offended or be like, oh, my gosh, why are these guys hitting on me at the gym or why am I a pig? You feel me? Because there's women who check, run away from that mm-hmm. because they truly don't want to be hit on the gym. And I know the, doing what they got to do to avoid those situations. Exactly. You know what right. I'm saying? And, and, and not just Caroline. There's plenty of women I see at the gym. Like, look, I know she, she if I go holler at her, she's going to be like, ah, I do not want him talking to me right now. You know, and truly mean that. And then there's the ones where it's like, ah, so they act like they don't want you to talk to you, but you know they want they, you to talk to them. You know, but again, like, that's why I, I want people to understand it's like, Y'all can dress the way y'all want to dress. And again, I respect you. My sister, your f- girlfriend, she be wearing that stuff too. I like it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, Ashley, like, Ashley does too. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not, and I know my sister's not a whore. I'm not a hoe or nothing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying none of y'all are. But it's again, whatever energy you putting out there, that's the energy that you're going to get back. Right, right. I mean, I get you. Like, for instance, just use this as an example. So just imagine you got. You know, when, you, when you're when single and you're just dating and stuff, you got multiple girls, okay? So, you got one girl who who making you wait. So, now you got to put that energy towards trying to please her, trying to get her, you know, to like you to get in her pants. And then you got the girl who all you got to do is text her, what you doing? <laughs> you just said it perfect. Right? All you got to do is text her what you're doing and she know what's up. So it's like, okay. Let me, hold on. Let me explain to you guys in a deeper contents what he really just said right now. At the end of the day, he's not saying that all men only just want what's in your pants. But he's saying, though, like, at the end of the day, there is the goal of, like, we want to either be with you or we want to get into your pants. Now, the way we take the route of getting there is the way that you guys are portraying in the energy that you're giving out to the world. If you make it look like that's what we um, are okay with and that's what we're accustomed to, like, for example, you always in a club, you feel me? Like, th- those make a man, man think, okay, well, she probably is used to having fun, so it should be easier. Now, if you're presenting yourself in another way, in a more professional way, then all it's saying is, okay, I might have to maneuver this whole project a little differently. You feel me? I gotta, I gotta act like even if it's you acting or you really truly like that woman, I gotta act like uh, I really like her. Exactly, and then you might end bring up her like flowers. It. You know what I'm saying? Or I gotta do this or do that. Go ahead. Look, that's what I'm saying. That's like the difference between you hitting a girl up, like trying to smoke, or can I take you out to eat? Yeah. Like you know, like what you gonna do? So you know when you chilling. And you're not really trying to work for nothing. You're going to hit the one up trying to smoke because, you know, you smoke her out. She's going to be with whatever. It's easy like that. And then you got the girl who you say you trying to go eat. Now you got to get dressed, plan it out, pick a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And you got to, <laughs> you know, pick her up, spend your money. You know, like, so it's a lot more that goes into it. But, I mean, it's not... It's not to bash women or whatever. It's just like, it's just like to me. It's just like 
It is what it is. Well, again, uh, and, and, and then I'm going to get to this last point and then we'll wrap up, but... I the reason why I've done the Kim Kardashian podcast, the reason why I've done this podcast, the reason why I do the Free to Nibble podcast, not one of them was meant to go against women. I am a nigga, bro. I love women. Like, and not like I love women, like I love like them. I want to be with so many women. Like I believe in women. I believe in women empowerment. I believe that women are the most powerful creatures on this earth. Honestly, like I truly believe that when I want to start a business, I I want a woman on my side when I need advice for something like business like or like organization or something like they know how to operate that stuff. You know, you feel me like I believe in women. So when I'm telling you all this, I'm trying to get to y'all that you don't have to show your bodies to feel loved and feel important and feel beautiful. You feel me? You don't need to dress provocatively. Now, if that's how what you need to do to feel comfortable in your own skin, or if if it's not you're doing it for your own self and you're not doing it just to feel good or feel beautiful, that's just how you feel like you want to be, and you still don't want to be act like that. That uh, be treated in that manner. That's fine as well. I'm just trying to give you a perspective of a man the way men see things. The a normal man will see and view you guys to let but let y'all know like you don't have to do that. Right. No doubt. I mean, like, it, I just, you know, me personally, I want to give a shout out to the women who do a lot, you know, who work hard, go to school, you know, work a, a lot of years to get their education, yeah. you know, and try to find a balance between being able to go out and have a social life and taking care of business. Those are the women who a lot of the times get caught up in seeing all these other women who got these nice bodies and Getting you know, the the wrong attention get, from the men. Getting the attention and, you know, getting money. And you like, dang, why am I not getting the money that they got? Why am I not getting the attention, too? Exactly. And it's like, I'm giving a shout out to y'all because y'all find time to still look very, very beautiful. And, you know, still carry yourself very well and be able to switch it up. You know, like, I love a woman who could wear a business suit one day and then you'll see her with her... Tell me out the next Just day. Tell me out the next day. You That's feel me? my girlfriend. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> I love that. You know, I see her at a business interview, taking care of business, getting ready to graduate and stuff like that. And then, you know, then we go out to the club and she just as fun. And it's like, you know, those are the real women that men need and men want. These other women, it's like, you know, it's temporary fixes that, you know, never really, you know, completely satisfy a man like isn't that that's why those are the ones that you see getting cheated on the most and are, are they my favorite one when they 37 and you be seeing bro i'll be seeing some bad 37 year olds like how are you not married like nobody tied you down exactly you at the bar tops you see them and you like why you single you and then you talking to me at 24 like I'm 24 years old you hollering at me like because you not you don't get that attention no more she goes away they want Life. Exactly. Nobody, I mean, nobody want to be dealing with that for a long time. So, yeah, I definitely want to give a shout out to those women, especially the ones, you know, are able to balance that and get in the gym, too. You know, <laughs> yeah, help that body off. nice, you know, like, you don't have to live up to the standards of these people that you see on social media. Because at the end of the day, imagine if you didn't have to do nothing. All you had to do was just work out. Your body would be great. <laughs> <laughs> all you had to do was just take pictures and model <laughs> You look good all the time, too. So, I mean, like, you, most of these other women that actually, you know, good, strong, beautiful, intelligent women, they got a lot going on that they got to do. And they working on trying to start families and establish themselves in life. And you got to put up, you got to do, do all that 
So it's like there's a lot that those type of women have to balance. And that's what men really respect. You know, a good man is going to respect that and, you know, treat you the way you're supposed to be treated. Mm -hmm. So I really want to give a shout out to those women. And you don't have to worry about none of that other stuff. Trust me. No, definitely. And I'm not even going to get to my next point. We can wrap it up there because we ended up perfect because uh, it is about the women. But uh, but one last thing. I'm not even going to get deep into it. But uh, when it comes to this whole rape culture, because I don't agree with it at all. Um, and even though we said what we had to say about how women are dressed in certain ways, just because a woman is dressed a certain way, and she may be giving out the energy. And as a man, and this is really to the men, you think that she is somebody who wants it. Um, that doesn't mean that she does indeed want it. That's not what we were saying tonight. We weren't saying that like just because you dress provocatively, you are a hoe and you want it. So that doesn't mean men, just because they're dressed provocatively, that means that they do want it. And that means you can do whatever you want with it. You understand that? Yep, yep, yep. I hear you. I hear you. Y'all need to pick your game up. <laughs> no doubt. I mean, there's a way that you can address a woman no matter what. I mean, if you feel like you want to be disrespectful, then that's on you. But you got to be ready for, you know, the way she's going to respond back to you. So I just feel like you can always just address a woman respectfully and they can respect it or not. But you can at least feel like, okay, you didn't do nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. So, so I can come correct. It's not even that. It's not that hard, actually. Come correct. As men, we have to stand up. We have to speak, and we have to stand up for women about the rape culture. And uh, it got to be us. You know what I'm saying? It can't be just them. And just like when even in every cause, it needs the other opposition, their side to stand up to to stop a cause, stop things that are going on. Um, you talk about Black Lives Matter. We need white people for racism to stop. It's never going to stop, but for the, the things that are going wrong with our justice system and in our society, we can't do that alone. We need white people. Just like women when it comes to the workforce, and, and they need men to speak on their behalf and help them out through their problems, you know what I'm saying, in the workforce. Men, we got to stand up and speak about um, the rape culture, sexual harassment on women, all that stuff. We got to stand up for that. We got to stop that shit. Yeah, no doubt. It's, that's... Some sick shit to me. If anybody could fix their mind to do anything, or <laughs> do stuff like that to women, it's crazy. So definitely, men should step up and you know back women up in, in situations like that because no man in their right mind should you know treat a woman in that manner. So I definitely agree. Yeah. Oh my guy, how do you feel, man? It was cool, you know, just to kind of get your thoughts out. You know, sometimes you ain't, you know, you don't really got a lot of people to talk to or, you know, an avenue to be able to spread the way you feel about certain situations. And this podcast definitely gave me that opportunity. And it was, it was cool to be on. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at everybody. I want everybody to come on this thing, man. I want, I really want this. The only Again, the reason why I started this, I want people to be able to share their perspectives. And if you're somebody who's out there listening and you disagree with us, which that is completely fine because I know there will be people that are going to disagree with uh, us. And I already have had debates and conversations with women about this exact subject and they feel, you know, completely different. And that's fine. We had several conversations, but come on to the podcast. We can do another one and we can talk about it and 
hassle things out. But I appreciate you, my man. Like I said, it's my sister's boyfriend. So y'all see that uh, who got her. But uh, keep it jiggy. I don't know why I would be saying that shit. It's all good, man. It's all good. It was cool to be on. Thank you for having me, man. Follow me on Snap, Nate511. Instagram, Young Harris 11. The, what is your perspective? Instagram page is what is your perspective? Go check that out, man. I'm about to start doing videos. Um, we on SoundCloud. We on Spotify, YouTube. We're everywhere. Slide in my DMs if you need to find it. Direct downloads or links. I got you. But we are everywhere. I need help. I need teammates. Let me know. Let's collab. Let's do this thing. I love y'all more than you know. Operation complete. You, man. It's only right I get this off my chest. Turn the news off, cause I swear this world a mess, but can we talk about it? Yep, yep, it's only right if we talk about it. Yep, yep, I guess we here to change fate. They sugarcoat while it's worse, too straight. I'm talking about that young nigga, that's Nate. No CNN, now this ain't first take. It's just the real shit that y'all love to hate, but we here now. So sit back and relax, because it's real now. Just be back with some facts and keep it real now. Yep, cause he here now. Yep.